This podcast contains adult language, mature situations, rants about parking prices, cosplay commentary, panel reviews, jam project, and awesomeness. Listener discretion is advised. Con Report, MA Boston 2014. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls. It's Zan from www.spirekin.com. Some podcasts inventing reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives where we review mangas, animes, video games, comics, and all those other lovely things. Here to talk about a con, but more importantly, remember, check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at zanspirekin.com. That's X A N, not Z A N. And, well, hope you guys are doing really good. I am actually coming down from a very exciting weekend because i went to anime boston 2014 this is for the week of march 21st through 23rd at the heinz convention center and sheridan hotel in boston massachusetts now they claim to be the largest annual celebration of japanese animation comics and pop culture in new england which i could buy that in the east coast not so much they say bigger than the east coast i don't think so new england i'll buy but um, before that, hope you guys are doing really good, and um, hope all is well. If you are not heard any of the other con reports, go to our website, www.spirekin.com, or go to Stitcher or iTunes to download some of our other reviews. Because we've talked about a lot of conventions, and I've been to many of them. I think now, just for the podcast alone, I've been to like nine, and in total I've been to like 20 cons. But this is one of those ones where I am kind of, not hesitant, but it was an interesting experience. Now, takes place in Boston, Massachusetts. I went, and honestly, it's a very nice city. It's clean. The roads are a little peculiar, and there are a lot of issues with parking. Most cons I've gone to, if you are at the con hotel, you do not have to pay for parking. Here, if you're in the con hotel, you have to pay $40 a night for parking, so I kind of call shenanigans on that, but whatever. There was a lot of good stuff in the area, a lot of good food, a lot of good shopping, destinations and surprisingly my bank citizens bank not doing a plug but there's like 20 of them in the area so it was kind of cool to go there for that now 
this con has been around for a little bit of time. Um, hold on. Just looking at my notes, well, it started in 2003, and this year there were about 25,000 people in attendance, and it's been organized by the New England Anime Society with Kineticon, I think there's a Vermont Con, and a bunch of other conventions there. And, well, it's a non-profit organization, and this convention is pretty good. You could tell the difference between this and an industry convention because there's not as much industry presence, there's more fan presence, and there's a lot more heart, you could say. Also, for some reason, unlike some of the other cons I've been to on the East Coast, except for Otakon, the presence of the fans was a lot more respected and a little more fun, despite the fact that the rumors about two years ago when the police had to show up at the rave and that's why they can't do, we can't have nice things anymore, can't have any more dance parties, but I digress. The convention is kind of mellow, nice atmosphere. I showed up on Friday on the 21st and honestly, walking in was not that bad. I mean, I had to walk a mile from my con hotel to the convention center, which wasn't that bad, even though it's a little bit cold in Boston, like 30s. But, you know, walk in, and immediately I see one of the best cosplays I've ever seen before. It was two women dressed up as San and the Spirit of the Forest or the Shinigami, depending on how you're looking at it, from Princess Mononoke, one of my all-time favorite animes. And they looked amazing. You look at the con notes, they're one of the five that I put down as the best con costumes there at the con. And it they were it was great. I've never seen one before and it looked really inspired, really different, and they must have did a lot of work on it because it looks great. And total props to you guys for doing that design and you know, you get my thumbs up. So from that point I knew it was going to be an interesting convention. I walked in, I went to the press registration, which is regular registration. I got my press pass. They did put my name wrong, but whatever. And then I was unleashed onto this convention for two days. And first thing I noticed is that there was a lot of security around. I mean, you had police presence, you had bag checks, you had, I'm surprised they weren't frisking, but whatever. It was very controlled once you got into the convention center and when you left. Surprisingly, there was military presence there. Um, in the dealer's room, there was actually military recruiting. Now, Look at the irony of this. They want to recruit your average anime fan into the military. Now, I mean, that's... I'm not going to disparage otakus, because I'm an otaku myself. But still, we're not the most military savvy. I mean, on the one hand, you have us. Some of us are peaceful. You know, we don't want to fight. But then on the other hand, you have the people who are like the Counter-Strike nut jobs, who I don't think they would want, because they'd probably get a Section 8 and get kicked out for insanity purposes. So... I don't know why they were trying to get someone from the convention, but whatever. Hey, if they want to get someone, go for it. So, I've never been to the Haynes Convention Center. It's three levels, plus you had the Sheridan, so you had two different sides. You had a lot of space, a lot of different rooms to check out. Each of the sizes of the panel rooms were all amazing. They weren't like a little hole in the wall. They were a decent size. You could hold at least 100 people in them. You had which I was very shocked at, all of the presenters were up on a dice, so everyone could see them, and that was kind of a big ego boost when you were running a panel. I had two panels there. We'll get to those in a bit. Um, the formal ballroom, and I use that in quotes, for the gale which they're going to do this year instead of a rave, was small as shit. It was like the 200 by 50 feet in length, and, I mean, they had a nice dance floor, but it did not look really that epic. 
great. And more importantly, there were issues with the people who were in attendance because they said that there was a dress code and the dress code was ignored. A lot of the major rules they had were ignored. You had a lot of the believe it, believe it, believe it, and Marco Polo, and a lot of those other little memes we've heard horror stories about. So you heard that all through the convention. It was cute at some points, but at other points it was really annoying and just, what the fuck? But, you know, it was a lot of kids at the convention. They were having a good time. I can't believe I just said kids. I'm not that old. No, I'm not that old, but I'll have my little crisis later. But, so, con area was really nice. It was set up well. The dealer's room, the map itself in the con guide, which... Before I forget, the con guide is masterful. You got a nice, glossy, thick paper cover with a... It's not newsprint, but it's a little bit... It's like maybe 50-pound paper. For those of you who are graphic designers or printing buffs, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's a decent-designed guidebook. The only problem, though, is that a lot of panels were left out of the con book. There was a lot of places missing in the con book. Like in the dealer's room, it gave you a basic map. But there were vendors missing, like Discotech was there, Discount Anime and Manga was there, you had um, Section 28 was there, and they're not in the con book at all. You can't find them, you have to look for them, so that's a negative point in the cons, not in the cons' favor. Also, the Artist Alley map themselves, it just shows the map and it says, yeah, if you want to look for it, go to the website. It's not even a, here's a list of where everybody is, which, that's, really... You print out a magazine, then you say, look at the website. That's just kind of lazy on your part. I know you're trying to save space, but you didn't need 20 pages of the notes and reminders. You could have put it down to one page of that and one page for autographs. And you could have used that to have that. I mean, it's not that inexpensive to do that. But, whatever. It is, you know, it is your, you want to have 20 maps and also where to eat. And that's beneficial. There were a lot of good things in the con book. The designs for both were not that great. The game room was nice. It was really nice. Um, it was a decent size. It was I'm not going to estimate the size, but you had all different types of games. Um, in the center, you had all of your N64s, your Nintendos, your PlayStations, your PS4s, PS3s, all that. And on the corners where you had people doing tournaments, you had the TVs and whatnot connected to projectors so you could see what they're doing on the screen as well as, as they're looking at it in front of them. So that was really cool. Had some great cosplayers walking around. You had some interesting games that you've never heard of. A lot of old school arcade machines and you had a couple of the interesting like the DJ Hero and DDR with the original set. Nothing too crazy. That was pretty fun. And it was a nice setup for what they had. Seems like they focused more on that than the dance gala room which after everything that's going on, I can understand they're trying to like say, yeah, we have this over here if you want to go, maybe. But look at this. This is more shiny. Shiny lights. Shiny games. Play this. Um, there was a lot of areas that were um, kind of cordoned off. There wasn't a lot of people there. There was a lot of stairways where there was nothing going on. So the convention center wall packed for the most part in the major traffic areas. There was a lot of areas where you could just walk through and you could just sit there and do nothing and there was no one to bother you. Um, the control for a lot of the areas with the high traffic, like where the auditorium was, was not controlled well. During one of the events, they kept changing their mind, saying, yeah, we said this. No, 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 we said this. You're, you're kind of getting frustrated with them telling you what to do, and 
they kind of don't know what they're doing. It was almost the right hand and the left hand didn't know what to do with the staffers. But with a con this big, I can kind of understand why. So let's get on with some of the stuff I saw there. Now, first off, let's go with the most important thing, the thing that most you want to hear about, which is the dealer's room. Dealer's room did not have a lot of the major presence I'm used to, so you didn't have vertical ink there. Unfortunately, you did not have Bandai, you didn't have Viz, you did have uh, Funimation and FYE there. You had a lot of local stores, including one place called Comicopia, which I have to go back to because they had a complete set of a lot of anime. Like, there are series that you look for online and they don't have it. They had all of them. Like, you had full sets. The only problem with them was they were charging full realtor price for each one. And then if you bought six of them, they'll give you a 5% discount. Really pricey. But, hey, if you're looking for Volume 7 of Lupin the Third, they had it. So, there are pluses and minuses with that. Discount manga and anime was there. And when you pay 20 bucks for five manga, it's a really good deal. And I always advocate them. Also... Discotech was there with all the glorious wonderfulness. You had all the live-action movies like Uzumagi, Yatterman, you had Madball 34 there, you had Shingetter vs. Neo-Getter, a lot of stuff which you wouldn't find anymore, including Space Adventure Cobra and Galaxy Express 3.9, and both versions of Samurai Pizza Cat. So there was a lot of stuff to buy there and look at. You had a couple contests, including one contest to win a free, and I dare say free, PS4. I didn't get involved in that. Also, the... People who were there for the concert, the musical talent, who we're going to reveal in a moment, they had a booth there. Unfortunately, they were sold out of their CDs within six minutes, and they were giving a raffle to win a free poster signed by the entire group that was there. So that was pretty badass. A lot of the t-shirts were $30. They had jackets for 70 but it would totally have been worth it if I had more cash. I would totally would have bought everything there. There was a lot of good stuff there. Just the design of it was kind of meh. The Artist Alley, on the other hand, it was... I've been to better Artist Alleys. It was a nice, decent size, don't get me wrong, but I've been to better. Like, a lot of people there were just kind of like, oh, here's my stuff, look at it, it's so cool, and uh, whatever. I mean, some of them were showcased really well. Other people seemed like they just half-assed it. I just, I don't know, I wasn't feeling the Artist Alley at this con. I've been to better, a lot better. Still... There was a lot of good stuff in the dealer's room, and some of the pictures at the art side were nice, and the silent auction looked really, really intriguing. I just didn't have the time for it because I had other things to do. Now, for big news, you had the one thing which a lot of people were talking about, which was the reveal of Attack on Titan's English dub. It was good. Not great, but good. I've heard better dubs, I've heard worse dubs. It was it was good was a nice little thing, and also if you're an Attack on Titan fan, well, it's more Attack on Titan for you. There wasn't any more real big reveals, especially with the fact that Sailor Moon was going to be revealed, and they didn't reveal it at this convention, because the 20th anniversary series is going to finally come out this July, and like I said, I would have liked to have seen something big there. There wasn't a lot of industry guests. Funimation was pretty much it. I couldn't really just see anyone else there. It seemed like it was a little bit... It wasn't as big as you'd expect for the largest New England anime convention. I mean... It's one of the largest anime conventions in the United States. It's the seventh as of last year. But it just did not seem that grandiose. It seemed nice size. I'll give it nice size for it. 
there were a couple of AMVs going on. Um, they were okay. The video rooms, you had some nice stuff going on. You had Irresponsible Captain Tyler. You had a lot of the newer series going out. I did not see Inferno Cop in there, unfortunately, but you can see that on YouTube. The big series that they had was Cutie Honey, Magi, Fairy Tale, Mac and Kay, Nora Rise of the Yokai Clan, Puella Magi, Madoka Magica, and Angel Blade. And of course, everything that was going on in the hentai panels, which unfortunately I was unable to go to, even though if I did, I'd feel really sleazy looking at some people who were making out in the room and the other ones who were kind of doing things that you don't want to know about. But you had a lot of anime. The Masquerade was packed. You had a lot of cool people walking out of there, a lot of good costumes, a lot of good designs. And speaking of which, one last thing before we get further into panels and other things. You had one section of the convention center which was designed like for photographs. I liked that. I liked that you had like a, almost a, a cosplay alley which had fake standees and things where you could take your pictures of them. Just you don't deal with it. Like you could walk down the aisle or you could take a picture in the sides. I liked that a lot. It was a nice invention. I think other uh, conventions should pick that up. Also, final thing, they had a 21 plus lounge. It was a section for anyone who's over the age of 21 to go to to kind of relax. There was a cash bar. Unfortunately, I brought credits, so that did not help, but they had free peanuts, free snacks, and it was kind of like going to a relaxed jazz club. There were a lot of cool people there. There was a couple I met, uh, a boyfriend-girlfriend. Girlfriend is studying at Mass University. Her boyfriend also in Mass University, but he's from uh, somewhere else in Massachusetts, and she's from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Really cool. I give a shout-out to you guys, and um, also... Met a girl dressed up as Catwoman in the full cat leather suit. She was pretty cool. Young lady dressed up as the TARDIS. Nice costume and it was cool as me to you. The drinks were kind of terrible though. I'm not going to lie. You had just a lot of Boston local IPs. And, you know, you had two types of wine. Red and white. And you had maybe one type of rum. So, gets a little... They got to fix it a little bit, but I still liked it. I like that concept. Other cons should adopt the 21 plus section where you can just chill out, relax, and just not deal with the kids. Oh, God, I just said kids. I apologize. You know what I mean? But the younger kids and older condors could go hang out, flirt, other things, and we can get a little drunk. I like it. Anyway, so let's go on to the panels themselves, which is my jam. I like the panels. I mean, I love the cosplaying. I love the but panels are my jam. I love going to them. They're fun. They're inventive. And they're pretty cool. I mean, Mike Tool was there, so you had a bunch of his panels. He was doing an Avengers panel, Anime Hell, retrospective one, and he did Bad Anime Bad, which that's a fun panel if you've never seen it before, even though it is the same as it always is. You had a panel about Douglas MacArthur, which, from what I've heard, because I didn't go to it, was a lot of just dialogue. There was no images, nothing else. It was, okay, this famous American figure in Japanese culture, and it was almost a... He knew his stuff, but he didn't know how to present it. And also, from what I heard, the actual presenter has done other panels, and they were amazing, so I guess he dropped the ball with that. You had a plushy workshop, a whole plethora of stuff. You had like five of them, make your own ninja star, make your own plush ninja, make your own plushy, make your own hat. All of them you had to pay for was like five bucks, eight bucks, ten bucks, but still something interesting to do. And it was also by the kids section because there's a small area for the little kids to go to that I also liked. You had a section for them to go to. There was a sake panel, of course. I didn't go to that because I was too busy going to an amazing fucking concert. You had Charles Dunbar there with his Miyazaki panel and his 
a we can therefore we are panel very existential you had a couple of miyazaki panels you had a women of legend of zelda and you had two panels which were very important um you had my two panels you had our t- my 20 manga recommendations for grown-ups panel a panel about obviously manga and stuff you can read if you're getting a little tired of the same old same old with kids in high school or you have little kid manga these are more senin and jose stuff i totally recommend it i actually recorded it i'm debating about releasing it email me zanspirekin.com if you want me to release that i can release the whole panel or better yet why don't you go to anime next in somerset new jersey this june and you can hear it live also i was in a panel with vince avarello from all geeks considered and that was Journey to the Stars, Anime's Journey into Space, a space sci-fi anime series panel, which was pretty good. Um, when we designed it, we put a lot more effort into it than we should have. It was a lot longer than the time we had, so we had to cut some stuff out. Still, I think it went really well, and we've actually turned some people on to some good series, including Redline, who some people have still never seen. If you haven't heard our review of it, it's episode 72 of the movie review, and more importantly than that, go online right now and buy that shit it is totally worth it and some people have never heard of wings of oniyama it's world space force gynex's first major motion film a beautiful film that is very engaging and it shows the triumph of wanting to go into space so you know it was a good panel we're doing it again at anime next and hopefully if otakon approves it we'll be at otakon also let us know Again, I recorded that if you want to hear it. Vinny had a panel, which was the anime after Toonami, with a lot of stuff like Kill a Kill, Magica Academy, Inferno Cop. And unlike Science and Anime, which was decent, but a little bit hard to get through, this was a lot more tight. He knew what he was doing, he controlled it, and it was a lot more fun, and he seemed to have more fun doing it. And we had a blast watching it, so kudos to you, Vinny. There was also a Cybertron panel, all about Transformers and all the series like the Beast Wars animated series, not the CG one. You had Headmasters, you had all the different armadas, you had the terrible dubs of some of the Australian stuff. It was a lot of fun. I know I keep saying fun a lot. Fun is the word of the day, so if you hear me say fun, take a shot. It was a good, solid panel, and if you are a Mech fan or a Transformers fan, you will love it, or you would have loved it. Now, the only other panel I really watched or went to was the mythology into anime panel and the manime panel now mythology into anime i don't remember what the name of the well actually let me check the con guide really quick and you'll hear me looking through the con guide but i just want to see if they have the name of the person who ran this because if they do nope it just says a fun panel about the use of mythology and anime manga and video games and it has this discussion portion but i will say this charles dunbar who does so many panels and he's an actual anthropologist who studies anime manga fans is a brilliant brilliant man and a great panelist and someone who you definitely have to see if you see his name connected to a panel you should go to it the girl who ran the mythology and anime panel she's studying anthropology she's just as good as charles and i could see her being his successor if they hooked up for a panel the panel would be amazing the panel was intelligent it was thought-provoking it was engaging and educational more importantly than that it was entertaining it was fun it made you think about some of the series. It helped you learn about other series. And while it did pander a little to the audience with things like showing Attack on Titan, even though it wasn't having to deal with mythology and also showed a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, it was still a great panel. And I was kind of surprised she 
kept it focused to one subset of mythology. She stuck with Western mythology, not including the Judeo-Christian-Islamic subset. So, kudos to her. She could have went with Eastern mythology and gone totally into that. I mean, you have all the Shintoism, Buddhism, and I'm starting to ramble on, but point is, she kept it in control, and she did a good job, so... Kudos to her, and good job. I definitely want to see another panel by you. If I go to Anime Boston next year, I am definitely going to check out your panel. Now comes the other panel, Manime. Manly Anime. Sounds like a great premise. It was great content. The hosts had a great rapport with each other, and they were really entertaining. Their presentation, though, lacked. They kept talking over each other, and even though they said they've done panels before, it seemed like this was their first panel. Maybe. I could be wrong. Or maybe they're just scared or drunk. I don't know. But they need to tighten it a little bit. Just a little bit to have to tighten it. Besides that, it was it was it was good. It isn't my favorite panel, but it was a good panel and it was you know, it was manly. And I'm surprised though. They did not show Berserk and they did not show Gogo thirteen. That makes me feel sad. Because they did not show that they get points down. Also, didn't show any Lupin. They did show JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Hakuno no Ken, though. So, that saves them a little bit. Also, no Rikio, but they're focusing on anime, not manga. So, it is what it is. So, talked about panels. Talked about the convention hotel. Talked about the different things you could do there. Um, the gala itself, like I said, I didn't go to because... I looked into the gala, and when you... It says, a formal gala, black tie, or formal costume. And you see people walking around in jeans, and they're not being yelled at. It was, why do you even try? Just say it's a dance party. Just don't even try. That was a failing on their part. The food there, you know, it's it was okay. It wasn't great. I've seen better food, but, you know, it's a con. The food's never going to be great. It's going to be expensive, and it's going to be overpriced, and not as good as you'd expect. I did find a 7-Eleven which had better prices and better food. So, I was good with that. But now the PS de Resistance. The best part. Now, I haven't talked about any of the guests. I mean, Tom Whalen was there. Christina V, John Stalker, Mike McFarland, Kyle Herbert, Wendy Lee, Linda Clement, Dai Saito, Yu Asakawa were there. And you had a nice group of guests. But there was one truly amazing group that was there was the whole reason why I came to Anime Boston. Because I wouldn't have went otherwise. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Japan Animation Song Makers Project. Yes, folks. Jan Project. Hironubu Kagayama, Masaki Endo, Hiroshi Kiradana, Masami Oku, and Yoshiki Fukuyama. The greatest band in anime opening history. The combination of the greatest groups, and also, even though he wasn't there, he was there in spirit, Ichiro Mizuki. This group, their job is that they just are awesome. They're there and they just do amazing work and they just, they have this soul to them, which is just great. Now, unfortunately, they had two concerts and I only went to one of the two because of constraints and personal stuff I'm not going to get into. But the first concert was them together. And the second concert, they're back to back. The second concert was you get to experience their solo material, which, because of my stupidity, I did not go to when I should have went to. But, still, seeing them there, seeing them sing the opening to Gara, the opening to Mazinger, the opening to Soul Taker, was totally fucking awesome. 
Also seeing the Robot Wars opening just was kind of... It was amazing. And also they consider this part of their Thumbs Rise Again tour, so... It was great. And I'm... While they said, yeah, you can't take a lot of pictures after the third set, I may or may not have taken audio recordings of the entire concert, and if asked, I may be able to get a hold of it as a soundbite for you maybe potentially to download, but most likely not. I don't want to get in trouble. Still, hearing them live was amazing. I wish I could have recorded it. It was just on the video. It was to see them there, it was just, I'm geeking out. Now, for those who don't know, they the individual artists have done things like the opening to Gal Gagar, Yoshi Otengo. They did the closing theme to Sorcerer Hunters, which was called Mask. The opening and closing to Utena. They've done Dynamite Explosion from Macross 7. It was totally fucking, I'm just still fucking amped by it. It was great. It was awesome to see Jam Project there. And just, I didn't go to their meet and greet because I did have some other panels to prep for, but I would have loved to have meet them to, to, you know, ask them questions and just, and I usually, you don't usually hear me when we go to Iotokan, I'm this pumped about something, but this was really just, oh, this is awesome. I mean, Yoko Kano was Yoko Kano, but this was, you know, these guys. They, okay, I'm going to stop geeking out, or I should take a breather for a couple minutes so I can just calm the fuck down, but still. Highlight of the convention was this. The line waiting for it was cool because I was hanging out with some cool people, including Linda from Anime Diet. She was also in our Gravitation review episode, and it came out. It was fun to hang out with these people and also play games like Love Letter and just see people playing their PSPs and their DSs. And while batteries ran out really quick, you still had that togetherness that I did not see at Otakon. Otakon, I was in line with people and they wouldn't talk to each other. This one, everyone was talking to each other and it was awesome. You know, you were, t- you were talking to this guy, she was talking to that girl. People were singing the songs. It was a blast. And that's one thing where it actually beat Otakon was that if you talk to someone randomly, they would talk back to you. And it was a better connection than just seeing them, let's look at our DSs and act like fucking zombies. It was a lot more fun. And, you know, overall, I had a good time at this con. I would have liked to have stayed longer. I would have liked to have not missed that concert. But it was a good convention. It was... Almost as good as Otakon. It's on par with Anime Next. More importantly than that, it was a polite con. Not a lot of crazy shit went down, and it was good. If you have a chance, definitely check out Anime Boston. It's worth it, and I had a good time with it. I can't say anything else without geeking out further, so... Oh, there is a couple things left to talk about, though, before I finish, because I can't talk any more about the con itself, but I can talk about the attendees, and more importantly, the cosplays thing you've waited for the most. Now, there were lots of cosplays going around. The big trend of this year seemed to be Frozen. You saw a lot of Elsa, a lot of Olaf. And besides that, there wasn't really a trend of anything else. I mean, usually you see Yodokana, and it's the big new thing is what you see cosplayed as. Last year, you saw a lot of Attack on Titan. This year, there wasn't as much. It seemed like all the groups were dying out, and they're waiting for something new. So you didn't see a lot of Bleach or Naruto or... Attack on Titan or whatever. It was just a nice mix of everything and it worked out. Some of the pictures I got, which you can look at our Flickr account for, are you had one girl dressed up as Cutie Honey and she looked amazing. And honestly, she was really cute. She gets points on that. She looked really good as Cutie Honey. You had 
a friend from 20th Century Boy, and he looked creepy and awesome. You had Hunk from Resident Evil. You had Wesker. You had a female Loki who looked like Loki in the suit. She covered it really well. You had Panty and Stockings, and I actually have a picture with them. That's probably going to be an embedded image because, well, hey, I got a picture with Panty and Stocking, and they look hot. You had Cat Luigi, Luigi in a cat costume, and he actually said, Okie dokie. You had someone dressed up as Voldemort. You had Rockman.exe dressed up. You had several Totoros, including one who was just a guy wearing a suit that was Totoro-themed, and he had a hat with the ears. He looked really good with that. You had two people having a sword fight. It was Link from Twilight Princess versus Classic Link, and to top it off, Classic Link had a wood sword, so it's even more geeky. It was like, you know, you see the Master Sword, then you see the wood sword, which is the first sword you get in the game, and just wearing the basic tunic, it looks awesome. A lot of Daft Punk. A lot of Daft Punk. Some in suits, some in the leather, some not. You had the Prince from Katamari Dio. One girl, she actually put a bunch of electrolytes in it, so it looked really cool. You had a guy dressed up completely in steampunk in a way where it looked really cool. I mean, he had a, a wristband which had the temperature, time, and the pressure. And he had... He said each piece cost him $90 a piece, and it looked like it cost him like $1,000 minimum for the costume. It looks really good. It's really well done. You had one girl who was dressed up as Kagome from Inuyasha. Her name was Jessa. She was really cool. She went to both my panels, and if you weren't dating anybody, I would totally ask you out. I mean, you had several other characters. I mean, you had Ryoga, you had Nausicaa, you had, like I said, a lot of Ashitakas and a lot of characters from Miyazaki films. And the best one besides the opener, which I told you about, which was the Mononoke Hime and the Forest Spirit, was there was a mother and daughter dressed up as Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle. Except the mother was dressed up as old Sophie, and the daughter was dressed up as young Sophie, and they had a cow for us on their shoulder. So they looked really good, and they are going to get my highest points for it. I mean, you had one guy also dressed up as Kaido Kid, and he gets props because he was dressed up as Kaido Kid, and just he was awesome, and he was really cool. You had one guy dressed up as Space Dandy. We had one Space Dandy. Hopefully we'll get more. And he did the whole thumb and everything. He had the hair up. Nicely done. Two guys were dressed up as Star Fox and Star Wolf. Supposedly later on, uh, Peppy showed up. Wish I could have seen that. There was a Domo dressed up as a member from that lovely webcomic, which we won't talk about. So he had the little orange horns. And creepily enough, he had one of those guys from Hug Me, I'm Scared. If you haven't seen that web video check it out it's really fucking creepy and someone dressed up as the red guy with the tentacly face i may put that up also um final mentions you had a, one person dressed up as a werewolf and it was really fucking creepy and worked really well you had one girl or lady dressed up in renaissance gear with very detailed and intricate horns it worked just for her style Catbug was walking around there was kirby there was a bunch of other people and then there was potentially our two LVPs. Now, I've seen bad costumes before. And this guy, he gets points because he created an actual car that looks really cool, but he looks like shit. And that was a guy dressed up kind of like Initial D. He's driving a wooden cardboard Toreno around, like it was wrapped around his waist, and then he was just dressed normally, so he looked kind of ridiculous. But he got his point across, and there was another guy who did the same thing, but he was kind of dressed in the tracksuit, and he looked actually cool. And this guy looked like shit. So I was like, compared to the two, you were bad. I mean, the design of the car was cool, but you did not look that great. You could have done a little more into your 
costume. Now, the LVP for the panel, they looked amazing. But they had the worst temperament possible. And they were two young ladies dressed up as the two villains from Panty and Stocking, Scanty, and I can never remember the other one's name, and I'm not going to look it up. But they were two girls dressed up like that. And every time you saw them, they'd be walking past, and you'd ask them, excuse me, can you take a picture? Now, most times you'd ask the cosplayer to do that, and they'd be like, yeah, no problem. Every time, no, sorry, we're walking someplace. Sorry. And four times, they'd just be standing there. you say, oh, sorry, we're walking someplace else, and they'd, they'd walk away. I thought it was me, but someone else did it, and they did it to them. So, I don't know if they just were bitches in general, or they just wanted the attention, but if you're cosplay, you should realize people want to take your picture. It's kind of part of the part and parcel of it all, and you being like that just makes you a tease and makes you complete and utter bitches. So, you get no sympathy from me, and honestly, you guys get my worst cosplay at the convention. I mean, even if you're doing that, if you know the characters, the characters are the most polite characters in the series, so, fuck you. There was one more cosplay that I did want to bring up, and these guys were brilliant because they were dressed up as South Park characters. Not regular Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny, but the ones from the anime episode. And they had the theme of Let's Fighting Love while they were walking around, and you had Butters as Dr. Chaos anime form. They were awesome. They were great. And, um... Honestly, my MVP still goes to the Mononoke Hime and the Forest Spirit. They totally get it. With second place going to Space Dandy and, dare I say it, but I'm going to go with Panty and Stockings because they're cute and they took a picture with me. So, I think that's it. I mean, there's not much else I could talk about the convention. I mean, I have a bunch of gripes with Massachusetts itself, with the parking, with some how rude some of the people are, but... You know, it's just any convention area, they look at you like you're weird if you're at a con. So, fuck them. Otherwise, totally the con is really good. It's worth it. It's fun. If you have a chance, go there next year. Check it out. If you can go, go there. It's not the worst con. It's not the best con. It's a good con. Just, if you go there, remember, get a lot of money for hotel rooms or room with a bunch of people and don't take a car down there. Otherwise... Hope you guys enjoy. This has been Zan with Spark and Connor Report, Spark and Game Review, Spark and Mon Review, and all of those other lovely podcasts. Saying I'm Gonsville, and I'll catch you next time, and peace.